everybody, it's Thursday, September the 22nd, 2016. You're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. I am Bobby Shortle. I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hello. And Steve Say. Howdy. So yeah, we're, uh, if people have been listening for a while, they know that we record two shows at, at once. So this is Steve's last day of recording with, with us yeah. for Talking Games. Um, last regular day recording for, for, for Talking Games. Uh, but we'll get into the the second show. Next week's show, we're going to be talking about the moments that shaped us as gamers. Steve's choice of a, of a topic. So we're going to get into that. But this week is going to be all about the stuff that's uh, here in the now. What we've been playing, obviously. And we're also going to be talking about... We're going to remind each other of the games that we think the others should play for Game of the Year. Because Steve will be back for, for Game of the Year. Indeed. Um, and then we're also going to talk about, we're going to run through the release list of the games yet to come out this year, uh, and just to, you know mention like what, which ones we're most excited about, uh, and give hopefully you people at home, if you don't know, a little refresher on what's coming out, because it can get a little daunting and a little bit overwhelming with delays and, and moving release dates and all that stuff to figure out what's, what's what and what's when. That holiday season, man. It's true, the holiday when, season. When there's nothing, and then all of a sudden, everything. That's true. That's, that's a good point. Um... So, uh, Steve, you were you were you were in Canada last time when we did our our PS4 best of list. Yes, uh, we got some pretty pretty nice reactions to that. Did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the Twitter reaction was was pretty nice. Was was very positive. It was kind of the opposite of the the week before the last <laughs> the last round. I think people like it a little better when we're not arguing. I think that's kind of what pe- people like that better. I would imagine it gets weird. Yeah. For for people listening at home, I would assume so. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it, right? No. Like you could you could just you could keep listening and listen to both sides or you could just tune out or fast forward. Mm. Uh so yeah, so we're 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 done with the PS4 list and obviously next week we're going to have the the sh- the moments that shaped us um with for Steve's last show. But after that, uh I think we're going to we're going to take a break from list for at least a couple weeks. Good. <laughs> uh Justin and I were talking about what to do post post Steve. I'm just ruining P- everything. PS. P- uh, and we're actually going to do a, uh, a Game Club episode. Uh, we're going to play through Valley. Yes. Uh, which is out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, it's a short experience, like about three hours long. It's a story-driven uh, action-adventure game, I, I would say. Um, so it's about $20 on Steam and PS4 and Xbox One. So if you're interested in, in playing it along with us, uh, that'll actually be a month, I think, from t- from the show. I think is when we'll actually good. It gives me some time to play. It exactly. Still. Is it's, it out now? It's out now. Yeah, it's out now. It's out now. It's only a couple hours long. Uh, we'd love if people at home would would play along. In the future, we would like to do. And Justin brought this up last time. Do like a PS Plus game or something like that. So make sure that it, we're gonna ask people to spend money. But the PS Plus games this this time or this month around were not ones that were easy to like. There's nothing to talk about, really. You know, mm-hmm. it was Lords of the Fallen, I believe, uh, and Journey. And Journey, uh, we've talked a lot about Journey in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we have. And Lords of the Fallen, which I think might be a cool experience. That would be a much longer term experience. You know, that's probably like a 30 hour game at least. Uh, and for our first one, we kind of wanted to go easy on ourselves, so we're gonna play, we're gonna play Valley. So what is Valley? Valley is a, a first person game. It, it's if you took one of those kind of very those story based uh, kind of I guess for lack of a better term walking simulator games. Everybody's gone to the rapture. Everybody's gone, gone to the rapture. Firewatch. Firewatch. But you injected into it um, really dynamic movement mechanics. I'm listening. Uh, so you get this very early on in the game. This is not a spoiler. It's like the one. It's like in the first like five minutes of the game, you get this thing called a leaf suit, and it gives you the ability to run incredibly fast and jump incredibly far. So you're sort of traversing this valley. You're you're looking for uh, this magical item or this mystical item that you sort of 
you're sort of on a Laura Croft type mission. Like you're, you, you, you believe this thing exists. Nobody else believes it exists. You're, I think your father spent like okay. his life trying to find okay. it. And so you're going to try to find it. I believe that's the sort of backdrop of it. And you're going to look for it. And when you, you, you take a canoe trip to this valley to find it. And the first thing you find is a suit. And you're able to run and jump, and, and magic starts kind of popping up all around you right away. Uh, Why haven't I heard of this? It's not a big release. Nah, it, it kind of snuck under the radar. I, I Kotaku's saw, had a couple of articles on it. Is it, it like yeah. pretty, or is it very pretty? Yeah, it's oh, a nice looking game. And I, I, a couple weeks ago, I played maybe like 45 minutes of it, and I put it on hold because we're going to talk about it, and I'd rather not have a month behind me of playing it without we're talking about it. Yeah. But I got to play for about 45 minutes, and the move mechanics are awesome. They, they feel so good. Like cool. when you run super fast and you jump and you jump and you leap. It feels amazing, and what I experienced there was n- the frame rate held up perfectly, and you can run really fast. You can run really, really fast. So you're excited to play that. It also has some uh, uh, apparently a pretty good story elements to it. So I'll give us a bunch to talk about in the, in the narrative sense. Uh, so that'd be a month uh, from today. Um, so if you got a chance, play Valley and, and write in with your with your thoughts about the game because we'd love to try out this. We're gonna we're gonna figure out how we're gonna do this game club stuff. But we might not. The first time around, who knows if it will be the way it is next time we do it, but... Uh, work in progress. Work in progress. And then we'll get back to doing lists, uh, I think, after that. But we're going to be very close to game of the year by the time that run- rolls around. Yeah. <laughs> Could be here before you know it. So we're getting very close to all that stuff. But yeah, so um, so yeah, that's, so that's what we're going to be doing in, in, in a month, and we also talk about what we're going to do next week. Let's talk about this week. Steve, a couple, I think a month or so ago, we talked about uh, Telltale. Uh, yes. Batman episode one. Uh, and you had said you're interested in buying it. You hadn't bought it yet. You've bought it now and you finished it. Yes. What'd you think of Batman? I dug it. I dug it. It is the first Telltale game uh, episode, not even game, but like episode that I've. No, no, no. Scratch that. I played the first two episodes of the first Walking Dead game. It's the... like the worst two episodes of that series. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the deal. This is what happened. I bought Batman. I sat down to play Batman and I went from beginning to end and finished the episode. I thought it was cool. Uh, I noticed something about the Telltale games. I have Tales from the Borderlands. I have The Wolf Among Us. I started playing Tales from the Borderlands right after uh, the Batman game. Those games give me... I, 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 I can't deal with making those decisions sometimes. And I see like when it starts to go south and when it's like, this character will remember what you've said and they look disappointed in me. I get like anxiety. Ajita. Okay. Like I just I just start I have restarted the uh when they introduced the female character in um I can't remember her name. I haven't played as, as her very much in Tales from the Borderlands, like the first time that you get to see her side of the story. Yeah. I have replayed that like four times because I have made, in my estimation, shitty decisions. You're a telltale rookie. I stopped caring about those things like four games ago. That's what I need to do. <laughs> That's like, what I did for Batman. I don't know why it's bothering me with Tales from the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands is my favorite one. So I, you just got to think of it as like, you know, there was, I mean, there was a couple of times I made a choice and I was like, oh crap, I should have made the other choice. And I thought like what I was doing was right and it wasn't, it didn't come off the way I wanted it to. Yeah. Um, you just got to roll with it and be like, this is my experience. Mm-hmm. Like it, it kind of, you know, I, I use the word immersion, you know, sarcastically most of the time because like, I don't think of games like that, but you, if you're just sitting back and restarting choices over and over again, like the, the game will, will eventually become stale. I know. And you just, you just want to be like, this is the choice I made. I'm just going to roll with it. And you could like eventually turn that choice around in some, in some instances where it's like, 
the character has a negative opinion of you. That's what I did in Borderlands. Like, character didn't like something I did, but by the end of the game, we were getting it on. I noticed that when it comes time to, like, talk to a boss, like in the Batman game, uh, we were talking to the mafia dude, Bruce Wayne's conversation Mm -hmm. with him. Falcone. 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 Yeah. I was an asshole. Oh, yeah. Like, I was a complete, total, like... Gotta be an asshole to Falcone, though. Yeah. I shook his hand. You shook his hand? Yeah. I was like, yo, like, I, don't, I was I don't... trying to like, I was, I was trying to play it off. Like, I don't know, I'm not going to make a scene here. Like, what would Bruce Wayne do? Bruce Wayne would probably shake his hand. But no. like behind the scenes, we would we would get into it. Bruce no. Wayne would never shake the hand of someone like Carmine Falcone. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <That's... laughs> I was I, I, I went the route of like, you know, what are you doing in my house? Mm-hmm. You need to get out of here. And then it comes back to you when they start talking about it in the media. And they're, you know, oh, Bruce Wayne meeting with Falcone. And I was like, yeah, he was a dick to him. And I was like, that's right. I don't mess around with, uh, you know, Falcone and his boys and yep. whatever. So um, I think because of the the property that it is, because it's Batman, I am more, I'm enjoying it more because I know the characters. I know Selina Kyle. I liked kind of the interplay when they're sitting down and having lunch together mm-hmm. uh, with Dent and, and Selina and Bruce. I thought that was kind of funny. And uh Overall, I just, it was neat. It was a cool way to spend, like, what, two hours? Yeah, about two hours. Yeah, it's typical telltale length. I'll tell you, the, the way I get around that anxiety feeling you get about making the choices yeah. is I don't think about it like, oh, I'm making this choice. I think about it like, oh, what would Bruce Wayne do in this situation? And I'm like, and, and if it goes wrong, I'm like, oh, Bruce Wayne made the wrong choice. <laughs> Too bad for him. Honestly, that, that's how I'm playing this one, but it's not how I usually play the other ones. Oh, really? Um, you know, it, but, you know it, if I'm familiar with the property, like... Um, the Fables one, mm-hmm. uh, Wolf Among Us, I would play it like Bigby. Mm. But with the Tales from the Borderlands, it was like, these are all new characters, so yeah. it's however I want it to go. But if you're, if you're playing an established character, it's easier to role play as mm. that character. You know, I like when I played Walking Dead season one and season two um, as Lee in season one, I I developed like in my, head, my idea in my, in my head, like this is who Lee is, this is how he would act. And I made choices along the way that I felt reflected that, you yeah. know, and that's what I do for kind of all of them. I, I try to, that's why I try, I try to like, cause it makes it easier for me. I go, okay, well, you know, it might be tough to make the decision right now, but like, this is who Lee is. So this is what he's going to, what he's going to do. Mm. Um, and then with the hard choices, with the ones that are like, yeah, should I tell him the truth or should I like give him like a easy lie? I always tell the truth. A hundred percent of the time I tell the truth. <laughs> that's what I always do. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I like it. Like I I don't I haven't spent a lot of time with the Telltale games at all, and it's you know when Justin was talking about them during the deliberations and stuff, I really wanted to give them another shot, and uh, it's a good time. It's funny how they still the problems that I remember it having uh, just characters kind of popping in and out of frame and and just little like hiccups here and there. Like that stuff is still very much a part of that of the telltale engine and uh yeah yeah but it's it's endearing in a way that it doesn't really affect the gameplay because you're essentially just you know doing quick time events and answering questions Mm -hmm. but the writing is pretty is pretty good yeah oh yeah definitely. you know and the the tell the borderlands game is crazy and it completely fits within that universe and i'm really enjoying that one i just need to get over my whole thing of not being able to make a decision and stick with it. Yeah, I, I think this Batman game, as far as the first episode goes, it ran better than any Telltale game yeah. I've played on any of the mm-hmm. any of the consoles. Because even the ones they ported to PS4 and Xbox One, they run like crap. 
like they run horribly. Right. So it's the Batman runs pretty well. I know they updated their engine a little bit for, for that one. I like the overall look of it, and I yeah. enjoy the the sort of Elseworld sort of Batman story they're telling, where they're not being you're not being able to place like, oh, I know how this plot line goes, so I can mm-hmm. I can go I can look. I don't at know comics. what I don't know what it is, but they. Um, they do something in, in episode two to like kind of like twist his origin a little bit. Okay. I guess that's the uh, the headline I saw on Kotaku today was like, mm. you know, Bruce Wayne's origin gets like a bit of a twist in oh, interesting. Telltale's Batman season, uh, episode two. So I'm going to definitely go home and play that. That's awesome. Oh, I completely yeah. forgot that that was coming out yeah, I gotta, uh, put, this week. Put that on the list of stuff I got to play this week. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I'm definitely I'm going to buy it. Is it five dollars? Uh, I don't know. How much are how much is the first like episode? You, it's like five bucks. That's five bucks then, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, have the, I got the season pass, so I don't... I'll uh, grab that one. I always just grab the season passes. It's yeah. just... Because I, I end up playing most of them anyway, mm-hmm. so the only ones I haven't played is uh, Minecraft uh, and oh, I forgot about Game Minecraft. of Thrones. I gotta get Hitman. Yeah, I really, I, I really, really, really want Hitman. We're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> right. No, that's, that's, that's on my list. <laughs> it's on my list. But, uh, yeah. No, I... Uh, yeah, no, I mean... Good times. You know, I'm continuing to play the Telltale stuff mm. here and there. I've been bouncing around a lot, and I've been playing on my phone a lot, too. So I haven't really been having, like, a lot of console time mm-hmm. and, like, matches of Overwatch here and there. I tried to see the new stage, and just it never came up mm. in the few rounds that I got to play. But that game is still so damn good. Oh, you should have played it's last true. week. They, the brawl was just the stage. You just oh, offense, cool. defense on the stage. I got to play it more. I have nothing to complain about. If mm. I really want to see it, I just need to play the damn game. So now that you're you're playing these Telltale games, after you finish Batman and go, finish Tales of the Borderland, you got to go back and play the two Walking Dead games. Oh, I have them. I know you do, but yeah, you got to yeah. go back and play them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, finding the walk faster button <laughs> is is like just world altering for those things because <laughs> I spent two episodes of The Walking Dead walking and that was it and I, I don't know why I never pressed yeah, the, it but the I never first, pressed it the first two episodes of that second episode is good I, that, uh, it's not but it doesn't compare to the no, rest of no because you don't season. get the emotional stuff until like a couple like, last couple the, episodes uh, but the, the end of episode two is freaking awesome when they get trapped in the uh, convenience store yeah that's and like it's, one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like and you what have to make your first What's that? what farm. happens at the end of two it's the end of the oh it's the farm yeah You're right okay yeah the farm that's where i am yeah yeah fixing the the swing and yeah yeah all the end of that stuff. episode is crazy <laughs> it's nuts so <laughs> i feel like I, I feel like i made it to the end of that i don't I know i think he did oh we, yeah. and we talked about it like a year ago uh, okay all right, all right. All right. All right cool i ended season two of that it was just going along with your choices like me and like 15% of people ended up in the same spot. Oh, really? I, I just goes like, this is what I feel like I should do right now. Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, the majority of everybody who played this game went in other directions. Because I think there's like four endings to the end of season yeah. two. Yeah, there's a lot. It's, it, it, they really took the criticisms from season one to heart in season two. Because people were like, you didn't give us many options for the, the end of season yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and so season two, there's a lot of options. Yeah, so I had the smallest uh, really? percentage okay. of people with me. Yeah, I think I had a pretty small percentage when I played. I, I'm wondering, season three is coming out this year. I think it's November. Something like that, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's appearing. And I'm wondering... Mm-hmm. We'll find out later. How the, It's true. How they take off from those choices because the choices are very different mm-hmm. that you can make. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the, how much they'll take them into account. I like, uh, one of my favorite aspects of those games is I really like seeing the statistics yeah, it's at cool. the end, yeah. like at the end of the chapter and they're, you know, you chose this and other people chose that. And like you said, when you see that you made a choice that 7% of people or whatever had made, 
it not only does it say what you are and what you do as a gamer, but I'm kind of like, that was a moral choice. Yeah. Like, that was a real hardcore. You people are stone cold. Yeah. Like, I'm the only one who gives a shit that's playing this game. Me and 7% other people. Yeah. Uh, so that aspect of it is a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. And uh, I'm excited. Like I said, I forgot that episode came out. I'm excited to go home and grab that. There's still been a few times where there, usually when I make a decision, I, I, I'm like, yeah, probably not a lot of people made this decision or I'm sure everyone made this decision. And usually those line up. Couple to, uh, what I, I don't remember even what it was, but there was one time where I made a decision and I thought like this is the obvious decision, everyone's gonna make this. And when I saw the results, it was like you and ten percent of people made this choice. I've had that, and feeling, I was yeah. flabbergasted. Yep. I was like, I cannot believe that this just happened. Um, but yeah, cool. Yeah, Batman is good. I'm I'm looking forward to putting that second episode. They said they're gonna have it all out before the end of the year. So um, cool. We'll see. They actually it's actually been a month since the last one. They've they're actually kind of on schedule, which is. Good. Not the telltale way. Yeah, I know. But if they can stick to it, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they did with Michonne. They, they were monthly with Michonne, but which was also this year, which is a, a crazy thing to think about. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yep. It was okay. It wasn't bad, but it was just okay. Did you play it, Mm-mm. Justin? You no. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm not very. I'm not familiar with, with the comics very much or the TV show, because I saw watching the TV show after season two. Okay. Right when she was came in, onto the show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about her character, but it was, a, it, it was, for me, a good introduction to who she was as a person. Yeah, I read a lot of her in the comics, mm. but I, I stopped uh, halfway through season two. Mm. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, Steve, what the hell is extreme exorcism? Okay. So right now the PS4 is having that co-op sale. Oh yeah. Okay, so this was one of those discounted games and uh it's a really cool weird little game that has a has a pretty cool uh mechanic to it. So you are a like a holy warrior of sorts, you're mm-hmm. a witch, you're you're was you're a priest, you're a thing. And um you get dropped into an arena that is just one room and it's 2D uh kind of it looks like Towerfall. Okay. Okay. A, like, a little bit, maybe a little step up from Towerfall, but it looks like Towerfall. And uh, ghosts and goblins and demons and stuff filter into the room, and you have to jump around platforming and traverse the room, picking up different uh, items and different power-ups to use as weapons. And you have to find the ghoul or ghost that has the crown on their head. Once you like, you kill the king, the rest will fall okay. kind of thing. Only... Uh, it goes in rounds and there are like, how long can you survive? Every move that you make is replicated by the ghouls and the ghosts. So if you jump from one platform to the other, to the other, the next time, like as soon as you kill the king and you start the next round, everybody then does all of the moves that you did from that previous round. So now you have to find a different way to jump around the level, to grab your items, to take out the king. And then every round it builds and builds and builds. And you have to just... You have to navigate that same room in several different ways. And eventually it's just chaos. Okay. Like everything's jumping all over the place. Uh, They have four player co-op where you can get four rooms going on the same screen at one time and just try to win out in time. Like to get to the king first, you win that round, move on to the next one, so on and so forth. Okay. So the, so the, when you play multiplayer, you have multiple rooms. So you're not going for the same king. You're going for different right. king. Gotcha. It's okay. like it's like that classic four player split screen. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a think of it as like a dungeon room with like you know little stone steps and mm-hmm. and shelving and whatever that you're jumping around, and you know you're picking up power ups and you can 
move through enemies for, you know, a couple of seconds or you take out, you know, the big beam of light that can, you know, pass through other ones and get to the king on the other side of the room. And it's all about speed and strategy. And it was like three dollars. Cool. And it was it's really cool. If you can go on sale and catch it, it's a fun, especially if you got people to play with. Mm, it, pl- it plays well. Yes. Cool. Yeah, it moves. It's it's just like Towerfall, like how yeah. Towerfall was very tight. Yeah. It's it's tight just like that. Nice. And it's it's only is it just local or is it also online? I don't know if it's online. Okay. I didn't uh when I was when I was hanging out, we, we I had people in the room. Mm. We just we just played the, cool. the co-op local. But uh it's if it's one of those if you can catch it on a sale, grab it. Mm. If if you like Towerfall or one of those kinds of games, just the mechanic of it constantly building on itself and having to rethink your your strategy and they Every round, they drop you in a different part of the level. All right, cool. So you have to look for this beam of light that you then transport onto the level. And you can't always keep your old path in mind because you're mixing paths every time you warp in. And it's just, it's cool. Cool. So kind of the, like a, almost like a roguelike, but with hearts. All right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, and uh, you've been playing some dive kick. Did you also get that on the sale? I did. Okay, it's a cool game. It is. Yeah. It is. Dive kick is something. I was really surprised that I downloaded it and it was 2.16 gigs and I was, what? <laughs> it's a two button. Yeah. Side. They've added to it a lot. Yeah. It's really cool. I only played a couple of rounds. I did the story mode and I had, I didn't know that it was just the two buttons that you couldn't move you with move. the directional. Yeah. And like, they even tell you at the very beginning, they're like, don't bother with the directionals because you can't use them. Mm. And I was like, you know, <laughs> what do you know? And then I go and I try to move forward. And, what do you and do know, my developer? Kick, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they were serious about yep. this. So I chose the uh, the nurse uh, with like the the mask. I like I like the weird little stories mm-hmm. that are attached to the characters. That she's uh, what is her name? Doctor Shoals, <laughs> just like the insoles and mm-hmm. stuff like that, or the the powder. And uh, the dialogue is funny, and it's just a a, a stupid weird little fighter but it's got this really like a mechanic that anybody anybody can play it Mm. and uh i like the different multipliers for like headshot and you know in the hitting them in the stomach and then powering up and being able to do like a super kick move and throw cars at them and stuff like that so uh i want to play it with other people i only have to play in story mode so i want to see what the other characters like but uh funny you know yeah it's a fun game to play with other people because it's just like you said you well, to be really good at it, you need to actually be good at playing it. But mm-hmm. just to play it, you don't need to know anything. You yeah. just hit two buttons, and it's. It reminds me of. Uh, and they're one hit. They're one hit eliminations as well. People, yeah. yeah. And you get what is it? Best of first of five. Yeah. I thought it was best of seven, best, but yeah, I think it's, it's one it of those. Be, yeah, it's yeah. like five or seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Star Wall in that way mm-hmm. of a, of a game that you can like. Oh, I don't play video games. It'd be like, look, three of us are going to play. There's a fourth controller. All you got to do is move the sticks. Here you go. Yeah. Like all you need to do is press. The these two buttons and you can play you might not be very good but you can play yeah. and guess what nobody's gonna be really good yeah no <laughs> so yeah it's a cool it's a cool game um that's a what, what's the name what's the name i know dave lang is the ceo of iron, uh, iron, iron galaxy iron galaxy is a developer of that they're also the ones working on killer instinct right now yep oh yeah nice so pretty cool uh they put out that video ball game too which looks mm-hmm. like a fun like uh it's like a i I guess the best thing would be sort of like a sports friends type of game. It's yeah. like a, hmm. 
It would fit right in with sports friends. Yeah, it's very simplistic, like just like basically shapes on the screen and it's basically trying to score like goals um, back and forth. But there's like a bunch of mechanics and and stuff like that. Uh, But it fits into that Towerfall, sports friends, you know. uh, What what was that one? iDarb? Was that the one that came up for Xbox? Yeah. Yeah, that type of of game. Um, So maybe cool co-op game as well, Steve, or a competitive game Mm. for you to, 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 to check out. No, I haven't played in a while. That game, Whoa, Dave. I, I was not. I, I never played that game. I was not part of this podcast when you guys were like talking oh, about that. That game. That I never played fun. it either, but I remember him liking it. <laughs> yeah. That game is fun. <laughs> um, I know you got some mobile stuff to talk about. We're going to go back around to sure. you on that one, all right? Justin, both you and I played some games that aren't out yet. Yes, that's right. Uh, you got in for a game that's. Is that this year or next year? I think it's early next year. It's early next year. For Honor from Ubisoft. Yeah. Oh, you got into that. You were in the technical alpha. Nice. Um, so why don't you first tell us what For Honor is? Because I think it's a little bit, people might be a little confused about it because I was a little confused about it. It's not an easy one to explain, <laughs> but I'll do my best. Yeah. Uh, so uh, For Honor was announced, like I think, like a year and a half, two, two E3s ago. Yes. Um, and it was, like Ubisoft does one of their like, hey, this is kind of out of nowhere announcements, and that was For Honor. So For Honor is a uh, four-on-four, um, well, a couple different modes, uh, but m- their main mode is called, uh, I think it's Domination. Mm. Uh, it's a four-on-four with uh, AI bots, and you can choose a warrior. Um, in this alpha, there was three different classes that you could choose from all different time periods. You could choose a knight, uh, you could choose a samurai, or you could choose like a viking warrior. Mm. Uh, and then in those classes, there was subsets that you could choose uh, so like two different types uh the basic idea of the game is it's you want to go around capturing points there's mm. three points on the map abc um and you want to go and just stand on it and take it and have it control uh you know in your control the combat in the game is very 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 different from anything i've played before um it's very slow methodical um it, it's almost like a fighting game where there's a lot of baiting and uh, countering uh, so basically, you have your weapon, and um, some guys have shields, some guys don't, uh, but you you want to block. Uh, so there's three there's three different stances that you could go in, and another three, well, three stances, one on each side, one on the other. So there's six different positions that you have to really pay attention to. Uh, so if an enemy is going to attack your mid-right, you want to make sure to block that side. Um and it's like you'll be like fighting and, and like you're chewing down grunts, which is really cool. It's a game that like really gives you a sense of power. Like you are a, you are a badass warrior. And so when you're just hacking down, I was playing as the, one of the Viking guys with this like big long axe, and there'll be like twenty NPC little NPC guys on the screen, and you are mowing through them like grass. You literally are just like <laughs> just spamming like heavy attack, light attack, and like at one point one of the your your Viking guy grabs one of the guys by the throat and lifts him up and just like throws him. Yeah. So you're a badass until you run into another badass and then you would hold L2 to lock on them. And now it's like, yeah, there's other things going on, but the real game is right here. Um and so you will go into these like battles. Um, I started off in tutorial against the computer, and the computer waxed my ass over and over <laughs> again. Uh, it was one of the most unforgiving AIs I've ever played against, uh, especially because it's a, such a different system that I'm just used to like running up and being like light attack, light attack, heavy attack. They'll just block it every time unless you start changing directions. Like you notice, like okay, they're blocking. They have a high block going on, so let me attack either one of their sides or like low, uh, and then like eventually they'll just start countering that. Um, you know, if if you're holding block, they could just run up to you and do like a a, a block break, mm-hmm. uh, which then you can counter that. 
so basically, you're running out. You're you're having these battles. Um, there's a one v one mode. There's a two on two mode with no AI. Uh, but this big mode, it's Dominion or Domination. I forget the actual name of it. Is the one that they've showed before. Uh, so they have these three control points, trying to take them, and it leads into like really cool situations. Um, you can revive fallen teammates. Um, each of the classes has their own, um, like not skill trees, but they have a- abilities. Some are passive. Um, I was playing Knight is the one I kind of like squared in on, and it was the second one uh, was Conqueror. So instead of having a sword, he had. Um, but I-, I was debating this with the guys. What do you call the thing where you have the the stick and this on the end of the stick is a chain with a giant mace? That's a morning star. That's a morning star. Okay. Yeah. So I hate a morning star and a shield. Is that a flail? This is we were like, is it a mace? Is it a flail or, or is it no, a morning star? A mace star? is the big stick. Stick. The stick with the big spiky ball at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. I thought the morning star was the one with the chain, but it's also a flail is also sounds right. Basically, it did maybe, a lot of hurt. Maybe not all flails are I thought morning, a morning star was a was a specific version of a mace. Maybe. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so this guy had um, a couple of like cool passives. Um, the better you do, the passives start unlocking, and then you could use them on the D-pad or their abilities. So, mm. uh, you could mix different ones in or out. The longer you play, more ones uh, unlock. So like left on the D-pad was... Um, it's not not something that I had to unlock, but it was like I can revive enemies, uh, allies faster if they're down. But eventually, if you kept doing really well, you get this thing where it's like you regen health on block. Um, when a teammate dies, you could get this thing going rev- uh, where you could press triangle and it's like revenge. And th- there wasn't a lot of explanation for mm. what it did, but it just seemed like I became like I got enraged. And so I <laughs> became a little bit stronger, a little bit faster. But at one point, yeah, like a berserker mode. But at one point, I was facing four guys by myself. Like, everyone had died, and I was trying to hold our base. Eventually, what happens is if they control all the bases, it's like a ticket counter. Um, So if they hold all bases, their tickets start going up. And um, if you don't take a base back and you die at a certain point... It you don't get to revive. You don't get to respawn. Hmm. So it's like it's up to me to take this base back uh, so that way you can come back. So at one point, I was facing four guys trying to hold our last base, just waiting. Like I think it's like a 12, 13-second um, respawn time. And so I am basically just spamming block in all directions. But I had that thing where it was like I gained health back on block. So it was impossible to block all four sides. But I kept blocking like one or two of them enough to keep living. And then I got the revenge thing. Like I don't know how it popped up, but I was able to like get that and use it. And I killed three of the four guys. <laughs> I think he also has a move where it's like they can't block your move. You just become like too powerful. Mm. Um, but like there was different ones where it's like this class is easy to play for beginners. And then one of the samurai ones was like this class is is, is a harder class to play. You know, they'll, be, they'll tell you like, hey, this guy's got good range. This guy's got good defense. This guy is short, but he's a harasser. There was one guy running around with like two small axes. One of the Vikings, obviously. And... If that guy got in close, he would mess you up. But if you kept at a distance and you had one like a long axe or a long sword, you could you mm. could do serious damage to him. So real nice interplay there of like certain classes taking on certain classes. But it was so cool. So I'd be like, if we were on comm, so it was me, my friend uh, Eric and Alan, and Eric would be like, I am being overrun at B with like two or three guys. And so you'll see Eric just like holding block and like guys just attacking him. <laughs> And then, like, you just run in and jump in the battle. Like, the guy's not looking at you, and mm-hmm. it's come with this giant mace, morning star, whatever, and just whack him in the back of the head with it. Although there is friendly fire. 
so if you're in a group and I was just swinging this thing wildly, Eric's like, you're hitting me in the face and I'm <laughs> losing tons, ton, tons of health here. Um, what system were you playing on? I was playing on PS4. Okay, cool. Um, also coming to PC, Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different, man. It, like, it, it feels like it takes some some things from like a MOBA, like a Smite or something like that. You want to control these bases. There's these NPCs. The longer you play, you start leveling up. You start getting unlocks. Tons of customization. You can completely change the way you look the longer you play. Uh, at the end of rounds, there was um, armor drops, like you know RNG random number generator um, generated armor things popping out, and it was like, oh cool, like I could take this a little bit of destiny in there. So like I, I got like a shield, and I had it two of those, and I was like, well I'm just gonna take this other one that I'm not using and infuse it into the other shield mm. to raise certain stats on it. Um, definitely something to watch. Like I was playing it, I must have played it for like three or four hours, and I was like, okay, like I'm done. Like I don't I don't need to come back to this right now. I'd be interested to see when the game's fully out. They'll probably, I, like, knowing Ubisoft, they'll probably have, like, an open beta when it gets closer to release. I'm going to check it out uh, out then and see what other modes they have. Yeah. There is a single-player mode. There is a single-player mode, but, like, I um, <coughs> I feel like it'll probably be one of those things where it's, like, the the meat and potatoes of this game is the multiplayer. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. And the single-player mode might be something that's just, like, geared to get you ready for that. Yeah. There are games that do that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good example of it. So I have something. I have, uh, the Morningstar is a medieval weapon consisting of a spiked club resembling a mace, usually with a long spike extending straight from the top and many smaller spikes around the particle of the head. The spikes distinguish it from a mace, which can have, at most, flanges or small knobs. So there you go. So it's a flail is the one with the, the chain. Uh-huh. Steve was right about that one. Yeah. I, I first tried to, I just typed in Morningstar and then a Google image search, and that didn't help because it had equal number of images that were both... The chain with the ball and a, and a spiked staff. So <laughs> great. Um, obviously, this is a internet problem, uh, but yeah, I thought it was cool. Cool, like it definitely something to continue to watch and like try again. Be, we'll see how when the game comes out if it's enough to like drive you know drive me to keep playing it mm-hmm. after a while. But hey, I enjoyed playing it for the couple hours that I did. Nice, nice. Uh, I got a chance. I mean, everybody can get a chance to play it, and it's out on Tuesday. So. But uh, they put out a, a demo for uh, Forza Horizon 3 uh, on Xbox One. The, the PC demo isn't, isn't out yet, but I don't think there'll be demo out for that until, until launch. But uh, as we saw it at E3, uh, and it's in Australia, and it's open-world driving game. And, you know, I'm not a big driving game person. Like, I'll play one here and there, mostly a Burnout or a, well, mostly a Criterion racing game, a, a Need yeah. for Speed, Most Wanted, that, that type of thing. Uh, uh, but... I was interested because in it, it looked really cool. It looked like it had a lot of interesting, exciting moments. We saw there was seemed like there was a cool sort of multiplayer aspect to it, and so I wanted to check it out. And the demo came out, and I was like, "Okay, let me download this and play this and and check it out." And I ended up playing it for an hour and a half, two hours. The demo was really big and full featured. You get a, a nice chunk of I think what the game will be if you get that. Top first of all, it's gorgeous. It's a really beautiful looking game, and I'm playing on Xbox One. Uh, frame rate was great. It, it, you know, all the different environments looked amazing. We got beaches, you've got jungles, you've got cityscapes, all, all of them. In, in, off-roading. Off-roading, yeah. Uh, very, very cool. Um, <laughs> one point I was racing a, an airplane that was had a car on a grappling hook, so that was interesting. <laughs> uh, this is my first time playing a Horizon game at all. I've, I've never, I never played a Horizon game, and I played Forza Motorsport maybe for 45 minutes in my life. So the first thing is, I mean, people play Horizon probably know this, but if you're if you're like me and you played the Burnout games or those more open world Need for Speed games that came out in the last couple of years, 
this does not control like that. It controls like Forza. So it, it's a much more, uh, it's looser, but it's still a much, it's a much more simmy type of control of the car. What you're doing around that is is not, but you get the driving line, you get the, the sort of all the tuning and stuff you might want to do with Forza. You can have as much control or as little control as, as, as you might want. Um, and it definitely took some uh, adjustments for me to start driving the way the game wanted me to drive. Once once I did, it, it's not like it's a you have to be an amazing driving game aficionado to pick it up and play it. I, I, it took me 20 minutes and I was you know hitting most turns and stuff pretty well, but the beginning was a little rough. <laughs> I was making a lot of oh make this turn and just ending up in the wall every, every time because the car yeah. wasn't just slinging back to the the side of the track I wanted it to uh, automatically like I'm used to in more arcadey style racers. Um, but, you know, it's got a, just like the other Horizon games, it's got like this festival that, that you're you're at and you're racing in. And this one, you're the like the owner or like the proprietor of the festival and you're trying to gain fans and gain money by doing like crazy stunts and, and doing this racing stuff. There seems to be a lot of cool sort of like things out in the world you can do, sort of like the, a billboard equivalent like in, in, in Burnout Paradise. Um and uh, you were able to, I was able to unlock a couple of radio stations as well in it, and the radio stations were really good. There was like an old school rap one and like a, an alternative one. So I was switching between like uh, I'm trying to think of the good alternative, uh, like My Chemical Romance, and then onto like uh, Run DMC. So it was like an interesting That's cool. mix of that stuff. And you could use your own music in the game really easily. I heard. Yes, I th- I'm pretty sure. Yes, you can. I didn't look into that, so I don't know. But uh, I believe Xbox allows you. To yeah, do that, with right. one of their new updates. Yeah, with uh, you can do it with PS4 now too, but you have to use I think Spotify or PS4, like the PlayStation. I forget music. what is it Groove that Microsoft uses. Yeah, that's like their that's their service, but I don't know if you're allowed to now just Man, do, do whatever you want now. I remember just popping in a disc and throwing it on the hard drive. Yep, I know those are the good old the days. The Xbox played so many games that way. Yeah, you could well, like, you could probably still do that. I, I bet you if people still use discs as often as they did then, they probably would let that happen. But now. I, but you, even with, uh, I think with the 360, you could plug in your iPod mm-hmm. to it and it would read the music off your iPod. I don't remember yeah, play that, like that. I played so many rounds of Dead or Alive 4 with like my own music. Yeah, I put a lot of Halo multiplayer listening to other music than the Halo music. Uh, Halo music's so good. It is, but when you play multiplayer for 50, 60 hours... I enjoy the sounds of my enemies dying. <laughs> That's the music I listen I can to. Still, I can still hear that. <laughs> That's definitely still there. <sighs> um, but... Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It, it controlled really well, it, and it definitely made me interested in actually buying the game. I have to admit, like I'm this close to buying it. Yeah. If this like I'm, this is gonna sound stupid, but if this was a PS4 game, I would have already showed it to all the guys and been like, "We should go play this because like it seems like a great crew game." Yeah. Like there's it, yeah. there's a co-op campaign. Like I, I watched a couple of reviews of it. I'm like, this looks great. I would have no one to play it with. And like I'm I, like, you play with me. <laughs> I'll play it with you, Bobby. Uh, sure. It looks amazing. It, 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 uh, it's one of those things where I'm interested to see what the PC version looks like because I'm playing ReCore right now, and the difference between the Xbox version and the PC version is like I know that the Xbox version is locked at 30 frames, and there's no lock on the PC version. Yeah, so I'm interested, but even that, it looks fantastic on Xbox One. So if that's the only version I got to play, I would still be totally happy with it. I'll pick it up and, and play with you. Cool, absolutely. The demo, and anybody's on the fence, play the demo because the demo is really full featured. Like I, you could probably get three hours time of playing out of that mm. thing um which is pretty awesome for for what they've got there it um, looks it look racing games don't ever really catch my eye unless it's a a burnout yeah. or a knee for speed where like a like a silly arcade racer mm-hmm. and even those only hold my attention for so long but this thing just looks so goddamn good yeah. i read the thing um oh, what's the studio that does 
uh, Forza? Yeah. Turn 10. They sent two guys to Australia for the summer, <laughs> for the summer, just to take pictures of this guy and record this guy, just to make this guy books look authentic. And if you watch the IGN, uh, IGN review, the, the guy who's reviewing it is from Australia and he's like, this is what the sky looks like. Like these are authentic skylines and they would show it. And it was like, Oh wow, that really is beautiful. But like, yeah, send me to Australia for the summer just to take record <laughs> the sky. Sure. Why not? <laughs> and it made me think about, cause the couple of times, a couple, one of the missions I went on, you have to drive to this dune buggy, you get in the dune buggy and then you drive to the rainforest. And it made me think about for the first time ever playing a driving game, the way that the wheels react to the surface, what I'm driving on. Yeah. And then they're different in the different cars that, that I'm driving. I just have never thought about it playing a driving game before. Yeah. You know, I think like, oh, this car's a little more slippery or the, or it can't take these turns as well or it's heavier so it takes longer to, to speed up. Like, you know, I go as deep as like what it's like when you switch characters in Mario Kart. Like that's basically how I what I play to all driving games when I play them. But in this, there is definitely a big difference between even, I mean, the different models of cars and then the different old vehicle types it, it, very very different um but it's cool and I, I like the world it seems like it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, you know it's i don't want to anybody think that it even though i get sort of burn up paradise feelings from it it definitely does not have like the the sense of sort of humor or fun like and, and as far as just like that irreverence that burnout paradise had you're not gonna get that here it's still a little bit more buttoned down but it was a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to playing it and i i'm wondering what i'm gonna do because like Justin said, I often bounce off driving games, even if I like them after not that long of a time. Mm-hmm. But so if I'm incoming, just getting the disc version on Xbox One and then being able to trade it in if I, if I get tired of it. Um, but the Play Anywhere thing on Xbox, I can buy it on one and I get it on X- PC and on Xbox One. And I can play, you can play multiplayer across platforms That's and all cool. that kind of stuff. So I'm just, it's only really a money decision because either I can, you know, basically spend $30. For just one version of the game, or spend sixty dollars for the game and have it forever. Yeah, I'll definitely get it and play cool. it with you. Yeah, it comes out on Tuesday unless you buy the hundred dollar version of the game, and then you can play it on Friday. Well, I'll see you when I get back from Disney. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's cool, and also the co op campaign, and they, they they in the when you launch the demo, and it gives you the sort of like this is what for, uh, Forza Horizon Three is. Um, it, the co-op campaign, all of your progress from the co-op campaign will go back into your single player. So you can play That's co-op cool. for as long as you want, jump back in your single player, and everything you did in co-op will be unlocked and ready to go in your single player campaign. Cool, cool, cool game. Um, just saying on the Xbox front and, and sort of the, the, the Play Anywhere thing, I got ReCore, which is a new game from uh, Concept, which is KJ... K- <sighs> Come on, you can do it. <laughs> K- I can't remember. KG? Yeah, KG Inafune. I know yeah. I say his last name. Inafune uh, and Armature, who are former uh, Metroid Prime developers, a huh. uh, new game. Uh, it's Xbox published uh, exclusive, and it was their first Play Anywhere game. So it, it, you buy it on one, you get it on both. And before it came out, I had heard that there were a lot of technical problems on the Xbox One. So I was like, okay, I want to play this game. It's forty bucks. Plus for this show, I want to be able to talk about like how the thing works, how Play Anywhere works. Uh, so I bought it um, and, and was able to play it on the PC and see how the Play Anywhere thing works. The Play Anywhere thing is like seamless. Like if you, if I stop playing, if I play ReCore on my PC, uh, I, I turn it off. When I turn on my Xbox One and launch the game, I'm at the exact last checkpoint of where I was in the PC version. God, that's really good. There's that's cool. no like, there's no syncing. You don't have to upload a save and download a save. It just 
goes. That's awesome. But from what I understand, you should just always play on the PC and never touch the Xbox version. So I played very little on the Xbox version. I just wanted to see what it looked like and see if it worked. It looks way noticeably worse on, on the Xbox One. Uh, the textures are lower resolution. The frame rate is much hitchier on, on the Xbox One version. Um, I didn't encounter, because I didn't play it very long, any of like the big bugs that people hit on the Xbox One, which uh, I know people. there was one that I saw where somebody fell off the edge and then they were respawning and it was respawning them right into the point where they fell every time did you get the disc no i you, if you get play anywhere you have to get the digital so you can't get the uh the re, um forza you can't do the thing where you get the disc and then trade it in yeah no oh no. sorry i thought you said that before that's what, that's what i said i said either i have to decide if i want uh, to play okay. anywhere or i want to be able to trade it in okay that's gotcha. my thing uh but you know I, what i've heard from all the reviews i've read and all the things i've talked i've heard about is that the end of the game is kind of a shit show of ReCore. Uh, I haven't gotten there yet, so I can't speak to how the sort of progression in the game sort of falls apart at the end. Seems like it's very grindy. Very grindy. There's like items you have to pick up around the world, like these orbs, and they have to have certain amount to get into the dungeons that are in the game. And apparently at the end, you basically have to have found every single orb or you can't get into the last dungeon. Oh. And apparently it also feels like there's like a huge chunk cut out of the game. Uh, where that progression would have felt much more natural. I can't speak to that yet because that's apparently six, seven hours into the game that happens. I'm about three and a half, four hours into the game. Um, and so far, from what I've played, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, people don't know what it is. It's a, it, it's not an open world game. I, I would, I would, I would put it in line with a, like a Zelda-sized world, where basically it's like you have an overworld where there's not there's like items you can collect and enemies you can fight, but there's not really like a lot of stuff to do and you you go into these different dungeons and there there are done they call them straight out dungeons there's story dungeons and there's also like oh just challenge dungeons or side mission dungeons um and the story of the game is uh your name is jewel and you 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 were sent earth earth is dying earth earth has died and you're part of a team that's supposed to ter terraform this new planet called new eden um you were in cryosleep uh because you were up there waiting for something to happen when you wake up and get sent back to the planet everyone's gone it's not really terraformed very much at all yet and you're sort of piecing together what what's happened the story elements have actually been pretty cool so far uh i think it, the the it's a very much a platformer which i did not expect before playing it um there's a lot of interesting platforming and platforming puzzles and the platforming feels really good it it, it, the, it doesn't feel floaty or janky uh it's really tight and really fun and the combat is interesting because you you it's a it's shooting. You're, you have, you have like this rifle, but there are different colored typed enemies. And as you go along, you sort of get colored ammo for your your weapon. Um, there's red, blue, uh, yellow, and green, I believe. And that colored ammo does more damage against that type. Um, and it's just interesting push pull because you can either destroy the enemies flat out and you get crafting parts, or you can rip their cores out of them, and that helps you upgrade your sidekick buddies. So. Uh, I only have one of the frames right now, but apparently there's four frames that you can get. Mine looks like the dog that you everyone saw in the trailer, um, and he's like, "You're he has the ability to sort of dig for treasure underneath the ground. Uh, he can attack as as well. Um, and there's I know there's also a gorilla frame, a spider frame, and the other one I'm not sure what it is. Bird. Maybe it's a bird. Yeah, um, and they all have different abilities and different stuff that they can do." And the push-pull of that stuff is is really cool. Uh, I really like the way it looks. I like the style of it a lot. Um, I think a giant bomb guy said it looks like 
like the PS2 game that never came out. You know, it has like <laughs> that sort of vibe and, and feeling to it um, with the sort of art style and, and way it's going. And it's very different than anything that's coming out right now. You know, you don't see games like that. Um, so I find the combat fun. I find the platforming fun. And I'm really enjoying what I'm playing. But I have this problem where I've, I've heard everyone talk about what happens at the end of the game. So it really saps me of like my my desire to keep pressing playing. forward because even though I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I know that for most people, and again, I'm, I can't speak for myself because I haven't gotten there. For most people, the ending in that game is a real slog. Um, mm. and, and so I, I'm having trouble like wanting to go back to it because I know that there isn't a big payoff at the, yeah. at the end of, of what's going on. Um, it's a shame too because there's a lot of good ideas there uh, and I feel like if they had more time to finish the game, then they probably would have been a lot better off because there, there must have been more content. There must have been there. Obviously, was technical stuff they could have fixed. They just put a patch out, I think, today um, for Xbox One for the load times. For the load times, because apparently the load times on Xbox One are like ludicrous, like two minutes long load yeah, time. That's PC. They're they're fine. They're they're pretty snappy, but uh, on Xbox One, they're probably they're apparently pretty horrible. So there's a big problem there. But yeah, it's a shame because. Uh, I'm really liking what I'm playing right now, and uh, moment to moment, it's great. But I just I'm worried about the <laughs> the, the future of it. That's a shame when you you hear something about like the end of a game or something that just you know that there's other things you could be playing. Yeah, and you know it's coming, and you don't know exactly when. Mm. But it is always nice to finish it out and make your own opinion. Which I will. I'm gonna. It's not that long. It's apparently eight nine hours long or something yeah. like that. So I'm gonna finish it for sure. Um, and I'll, I'll report back on how I feel about the ending as we go. I know that a uh, former host of the podcast, Bobby North, enjoyed it very much. Uh, he said it was a great game, and I, t- I tweeted at him, great's a strong word. <laughs> he likes certain things, like, uh, you know, stuff like that, like, doesn't bother him. Mm. It's weird. Like, what bothers Bob is weird things and things that you would, like, everyone else gets bothered by. He's like, meh. <laughs> kind of like me in a way. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm definitely going to finish it out. Cool ideas, cool concepts, but I don't. W- without finishing it, I can't recommend it because of just the all the negative buzz or, around how it ends. But I'll report back when I'm when I'm done, so that we can I can give a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. Steve, yeah, tell me about uh, these mobile games you've been playing, Re Dungeon and Leap Day. Yes, so uh, I've been spending quite a lot of time. I deleted a bunch of stuff from my phone. Like I, I deleted this was a while ago, but the. Uh, the hell is it the Mitomo mm. app uh which was was taking up quite a bit and i i cleared some room and i started downloading a couple games and i found some cool ones uh one of the companies that makes a couple of these games is called i believe it's nitron i'm trying to load this up wait they're building it give me a second <laughs> it is all right nitron so uh one of the games that I have from them is called Leap Day, and Leap Day is a platformer where you are a character that is constantly running in whichever direction. Once you run to the other side of the room, you hit the wall, you turn around, and you run back. Uh, you tap your screen to jump, and you have double jumps, and you can jump off of walls. There is a crazy, 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 crazy amount of things that can kill you. 
in this. It's a tower game, and you're working your way up the floors, okay. and you can uh, stop off at the checkpoints, and you can either spend 20 fruit to unlock the checkpoint, or you can watch like a quick video, like a five-second video to uh, to save your progress. And uh, you earn different characters that either look different or do different things. Like you can get hit by one thing and keep going, or you can jump higher as another character, so on and so forth. And uh, one of the things that's really cool about it uh, is the variety of the traps. And that's kind of the thing that I've noticed with a few of their games is that they're really good at piling on the, the stuff that can kill you. And there's a very specific way to get past everything. And once you start getting higher and higher into the towers and you start chaining these things together, you make one long move, you die. You know, it's practically pixel-perfect jumps. Uh, you can jump on enemies' heads and take them out, certain ones, but certain ones have, like, they're electrified and you can't even get anywhere near them. Uh, or some have, like, weird flight patterns and they can actually home in on you. Uh, it gets a little annoying, I'm not going to lie. Like, if you come to a floor that just has something where you're like, how the hell am I even supposed to do this? And you die. I think you get like f around five lives before they'll throw an ad your way. The ads go away very quickly. I barely even notice them. And I've actually found some pretty cool games from watching them. Uh, so they got me on one or two, but uh, it's neat. It's, it's one of those cool, like killing time uh, kind of mini games. It doesn't take up a lot of space on your phone. And then, uh, one of the other games that I played from them, I also played Magic Mansion and Stretch Dungeon, but uh, the other really good one that I like is called Re-Dungeon, and Re-Dungeon is a slider game where you're just, you know, tapping and sliding up on your phone, and you are, so far I've gotten the knight, and I've gotten kind of this uh, Jack Skellington, but as the Pumpkin King on like a, like a Scarecrow's stick. And um, again, each characters have different abilities. If you're the knight and you power him up, you can get hit more times. Uh, if you are the kind of uh, scarecrow character, they have webs on the ground that can trip you up. And uh, like if there's webbing on tiles that fall away as you're working your way through the dungeon, you'll die. So you can actually jump over all of that stuff. Or you can frighten your enemies and you can gain coins from them. And then you can use the coins to power up your, mm -hmm. your characters and so on. Uh, and again, just like Leap Day, they have a really cool way of making a variety of things that will kill you, like the sliding tiles, um, stuff like ghosts that reappear and disappear as you move, and uh, you're constantly being chased. So there is a sense of urgency in the game that you can't hang out for too long and think about what you're doing, because there's like this demonic horde that are kind of coming up behind you, and if they touch you, you die. Right. So... Uh, you're constantly trying to make it through the dungeon and to the end and past the boss and all of that stuff. And uh, again, just another cool killing time, sitting wherever, waiting in a waiting room, uh, waiting for somebody to arrive. You're out for lunch, whatever. Pick a scenario. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good time. They make cool stuff. Mm. Um, Magic Mansion's neat. It's a little simpler than the others. It's just jump over the stuff, mm. going from side to side. Very simple, but executed well you know and and feverishly replaying them again and again like i've been ever since i got them i play them every day cool so pretty cool nice yep awesome um justin that new destiny hotness is out it is rise How of iron is that i beat it last night that was quick yeah yeah the story the story missions are maybe like two hours long if that 
Uh, but there's a lot of stuff after that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to scare anybody away just by saying that. Um, my first time playing Destiny since February. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've come... I, I love Destiny to death, but there's a lot of other things I want to play. And when I'm... I'm I've gotten past the point in Destiny where it's like I feel the need to max out everything. I kind of finish that after the first year. And so now, like, when the content's run its course for me, like, when the Taken King ran its course, it ran its course. And, like, I would come back if there was something cool. But this is the first time we're getting, like, substantial DLC since the Taken King. And I'm going to play this until, you know, I feel like, okay, like, I got enough out of it. And then I'll put Destiny back on hold until 2 comes out next year. Uh, But, like, first time jumping back in. Uh, could not remember where my light level was. It was at 312, which was <laughs> much lower than everybody else I was playing with. But doesn't really matter, I've learned, because uh, I went from 312 to 327 last night. Um, and that was just by getting blue and green drops. Uh, it's great when it's a great feeling when you're like, all right, like I'm, you know, I've got all this like legendary armor on and exotics, and like I get a a blue engram, and it's like, oh, this is like seven more light than I had before. Let me just equip this and. That's a good feeling. Um, that's that's that was I love that in Taken King. I was like, all of this stuff is so much better than the stuff yeah, I had so to the, play thirty hours. Like, so before. the common items and common weapons are better than the ones from the previous. Yes, yeah. um, that's cool. you can do stuff where it's like, hey, if you really like this weapon, you can infuse it with something higher. They've changed the way that works. Mm. Like, say, say you have a weapon that's you know, uh, your exotic is three hundred damage, and I got a drop of a weapon that does three ten. Uh, as far as I understand it, you can take that 310 weapon and infuse it as long as it's a legendary weapon into the exotic uh and it will bump up to 310 before it would be like it would bump it up only to 305 and then you have to get another one to bump mm-hmm. it up to like probably 310 but now it just jumps up they like they've made so many like ease of life changes in destiny um since the last time i played and since the, the year one it's ridiculous the changes that they've made um as with the taken king you get the story missions are a lot better um, you get it. You start with a cutscene, really, really nice looking cutscene. Cutting out, the, you could tell like this is some nice looking stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the cutting out the PS3 and the Xbox um, 360, be like, all right, well, I could see why they did that because like the cutscenes are just phenomenal looking. They were they were done by Blur. They weren't, but they look like it. <laughs> um, you get this story where it's like, hey, there's this thing we gotta we I, we've been protecting it. It's gotten out. Now we gotta go kill it. Your your simple sci-fi story stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty much your destiny story. Your destiny story. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of at the at the start of every mission, there's a cutscene. That's cool. Yeah, um, they start with the Taken King. So yeah, they, and yeah. they continued it here. Um, no spoilers or anything like that. Um, but the last mission, um, you'll see it everywhere. People are saying it's like the best destiny mission that they've ever played. Um, I agree. Um, a lot of like you know, there's a lot of people get upset when it's like they're reusing assets. In some of the parts, they are reusing assets. Where you, you might be right where you started the game, um, but they've changed the lighting around so you can go in places that you didn't before. You'll pass some things that you've passed before, but then you'll go into entire new areas that are like never seen anything like this. And there's a lot of that in mm-hmm. this one. Um, you're seeing graphical things you've never seen before um, in any of Destiny. Um, the enemies are the same but different. They, they've like kind of with like what, what they did with the I think it was the Taken. Mm-hmm. Um, your enemies, the falling get infected by this thing. It makes them behave differently, look a little bit different. Um, but that last that last mission is is bonkers. One of my favorite ones I've ever played in the game. After that, after you do all that, um, you go to new social space. So there's the reef, the tower, and now this other new space. I you know um, I forget what they they actually call it. Um. 
So new people to talk to, new dance moves, all that stuff. And then you unlock the Plague Lands, which is their new patrol area. And it's huge. It's huge. Um, after that unlocks, you get a whole bunch of new quests that you can go do, just like in The Taken King. Yeah. You know, your story stuff might be done, but there's still, like, stuff to clean up, and there's a lot of it. So it'll send you out, go into Plague Lands, do all these bounties, get something, mm-hmm. go do these things, get something, go do these things, get something. All to build yourself up ready for the raid, which releases this Friday. Yeah. Um, Wrath of Machines, which is awesome it's sounding. A cool name. Yeah. They're really good at it's naming like, sounds stuff. Sounds like a Terminator sequel. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm having, like, you know, I jump back in. It's like, oh, that's right. Destiny is awesome. Mm-hmm. I actually jumped into the multiplayer like three days ago just for like, hey, let me familiarize myself again with Destiny. And after playing Overwatch for so long, it was like, oh, wow, these are different games. Yeah. I feel like I'm floating. <laughs> what do you mean I can't throw a grenade? <laughs> it took me a little bit to get uh, like back in the swing, played like three matches. I was like, all right, that's enough till the expansion comes out. Mm. Let me go back to Overwatch. Mm. Um, but I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm looking forward to doing the raid. Uh, probably when I get home tonight, I'm going to do uh, run a couple of strikes. I haven't tried the new strike yet, which I'm excited to. Um, it's Destiny. It's yeah. good stuff. Like th- they figured Destiny out. I like they made this little expansion thing in nine months, mm-hmm. and I'm super hyped for what they have in store for us with like Destiny Two because The Taken King was excellent. This so far seems to be excellent. The story stuff is much better than it was. Like if you haven't played Destiny since you know year one when the game first came out and it still had Peter Dinklage. It's an entirely different game. Mm-hmm. Um, the humor is either there's humor. Um, the story stuff is still like you could take it or leave it. Like you could either get in, into it or you could choose to just ignore it. Either way is totally fine because the mechanics of the game are so goddamn solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazingly fun to take out hammers and throw it at people, especially when the <laughs> hammers are on fire. Um, and like it's just like I was playing in a group. We had eight guys last night. I caught some of the story stuff. I didn't. You know, I'll go back and play it again if I really want to know the stuff. But like you're running around in like a group and like you're combining supers. Some of the supers now work really well together, which they they showed in the Taken King, the mm-hmm. new abilities. Um, Destiny's great. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I pre-ordered that stuff. That shiz, so it's waiting for me. There's one other thing I want to. I, I got the Galahorn. Oh yeah, the Galahorn. Oh, it's awesome. The new Galahorn speeder actually has a Galahorn for the horn. So <laughs> I was just spamming that last night. Unless this thing sounds great. Um, I was at Toys R Us over the weekends, as one does. Okay. Um, and I went down the Lego aisle, and then I went down another aisle, which is not Legos, but Legos, Mega Blocks, and they have all these Destiny, um, <laughs> like, kits. Mm-hmm. And Andy had showed these to me, like, months ago, but I was like, yeah, you know, like, I'm not really going to do that. And then I sat there, and I was like, huh, these things are really cool looking. And I ended up walking out with one of them. It was the Atheon one. So, like, you get to build Atheon from the vault of glass and, like, you have, like, a tiny little um, hunter to, like, go up and stand next to him. I'm going to put it on my desk. But then I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, this is, like, 200-something pieces. I really want that ship. That ship's, like, 600 pieces. And then they have one of those giant walkers. It's, like, 1,000 pieces. So, I found a new hobby. Great. <laughs> Whatever, Mr. I collect Funko Pops. I don't collect them. Oh, you I, just have them. I have a lot of them, but I don't really collect them. I collect them. Karen really likes them a lot. My wife really loves them a lot. Yes, but the, the, you buy the Funko Pop, you put it on your shelf, and you're done. <laughs> you build it. Yeah. It's no different than, like, Gundams. People like those That's things. That's true. No diff- well, there's no different. Well, it's a little more skill involved in putting together a Gundam, I think. Hey, these things got a lot of pieces. <laughs> yeah, but they just snap together. Snap, snap, snap. They're like Legos, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, but, like, they're, like, I'm not going to say, like, yeah. advanced Legos, but, like... <laughs> these are grown-up Legos, man. <laughs> well, like, kind of. Like, I, like, Jorah could never do any of this. Like, mm-hmm. it would, like, they're four, like, I'll say, you know, 
older kids, people, gotcha. adults, whatever. Like, I'm not saying it's immature. I'm just saying like old hobbies are new again. It's man. more stuff to put in. That's all I'm saying. It's just more stuff. Stuff. That's not all I'm saying. That's what that's what I was giving the side eye about was the stuff aspect of it. Okay. Uh, please. Okay. <laughs> I host a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. So I'm not gonna tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> keep that keep that side eye to yourself. Uh, so for me, really quick, and then we're gonna move on because we're running a little long. Um, I finished Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Uh, love it, love it. I, I probably love it as much as the the last one. Um, it took me about 25, 26 hours. This to is gonna be it. this is gonna be one of those rare games where it's gonna take me like twice the amount of time to finish it. <laughs> Twenty six <laughs> hours to finish it, and I did all all but one of the side missions because I just missed it. Because um, there, there are points in the game, and this is a little public service announcement if you're going to play the game. Um, not all the side missions are... Actually, most of the side missions aren't obvious. You're not going to run into them unless you're exploring and, yeah. and walking around or, and talking to all of sort of the, the, M- the NPCs that are, are walking around. Um, and I missed... And there are some missions that you can you can only do during the day and some you can only do at night. I didn't know that. Um, and you start out prog during the day. There's a point where you go to another location... And when you come back, it's nighttime. Um, if you haven't cleared out the missions, the day missions, when you come back, it's... Am I at that point right now? No, yes, for sure. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and then the same thing with the night. And then you, there, but there's only... You go away one more time and then you come back. But um, there's, three, there's kind of three stages of, of the, the world. There is like the day, the night, and then there's one after the night. Um, and because you, but every time you go away, you kind of you have to. There's there are missions where you have to get on a like a, like a airplane, like a VTOL jet, and fly to a location. I just hit my first one. And fly back. It only happens two other times. Um, oh wow! And uh, every time you come back to the world, it's been it's the environment has changed. It's it's changed day to night. And then there's uh, like a curfew thing that happens at the second time you come back. Um, all three have like different side missions that you can start and finish in them so, there's a couple that go across all of them there's there's one there's one or two that can be day or night but, yeah the neon one is the neon one a day one um because that's the one i've left open because i went there and i was like i have no ammunition i'm gonna come back to this um some of them cross over though some of them go between okay so hopefully that's one of them i'm pretty sure it's like if you i'm midway through it right now i think that what, what happens is if anything if there's things you haven't finished um, you'll get a warning pop up. So like any side missions you have are going to be oh okay like gone okay. Um, if they're ones that will continue across, then you don't have to worry. You about have to it. worry about it. Um, but I absolutely loved it. Um, there's just something about that game. I just like I get into like this zone with it where I'm just like hacking every computer and reading emails and like talking to everybody and exploring every little nook and cranny of the world. And then we talked about a couple weeks ago. The great thing about it for me is that the world is not intimidatingly big it's it's got a it's got a nice size to it but it's something that's manageable and just like that same thing with the side quests and any of the side options you have to do you never feel like oh my god i have 20 i have 15 side missions i have to do and i have to go across here and across here it's gonna take me 15 minutes to go from here to here you don't have that problem it's got it's got uh, a very manageable open world to it or open-ish world it's not really an open world um but i i love the voice acting i love the dialogue the main story is good. It's not the best part of the game. I think the best part of the game is is lives in those side missions that you do. Um, you you were talking before on air about this bank 
like heist basically that you were doing yeah which has been one of my was one of my favorite missions in the game um and there's also there's a uh, murder mystery one that comes up uh in the night night half okay, so of, there, of, yeah. of the game my favorite side mission in the game absolutely it, it, it's fantastic um i love i love the trade-offs of upgrading what you want to upgrade and, and figuring out how you want to play the game and sort of specking in, in that direction uh, and by the time I got to the end of the game, I had points. I was like, I, I've already filled out all the stuff I wanted to fill out. So now I've got to figure out other stuff to, to fill out. And, uh, and that was like a good feeling. Cause I just got to be more right, you know, more amped and ready to go going in. Hmm. Uh, I will say this in, in human revolution, the game that came out six years ago, the biggest criticism was the fact that there were these boss fights that you got into that you had to basically finish lethally. And, and the point of the game, just like metal gear or something like that is like, you can do it lethally. You can do it non-lethally. You can do it stealthily, or you can you can do it guns blazing. And those boss fights kind of made you do it guns blazing. Uh, they fixed that problem in this game, but not having any boss fights. Uh, there are like a couple of like sort of boss fights, but they're they're handled like any other encounter in in the game, just with sort of more pomp and circumstance. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and I was wondering how that was going to work because I'm right now I haven't yet to kill anybody. I, I yeah, you can definitely get through without killing anybody for sure. What do you do with those giant? Like I'm in Gollum City right now. What do you do when you, those like big mech guys come up? I uh, well, you can if you throw an EMP grenade. Because I used it, EMP bullets on him, okay, and it, it short. Won't, it won't kill him. Okay, good. It won't kill him. That's it, the closest I've come to killing somebody. I was like, I don't know how to take you because I went behind him. I'm like, oh cool, I could, I could put him to sleep, and then I went to punch him, and he turned around and just grabbed my arm and then punched me in the face. So what you can do with those guys? Little tip: if you EMP them and then go up to them. You can take them out. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, I figured that out afterwards. Yeah, so that's what I do with them. Those guys are really tough because they're like they're like normal soldier dudes or normal guards, but like some of the installations will have either the police will be in these mecha robots or they're like these kind of walking like violence robots that will come out of like these hatches if if the alarms go off and they're really tough. You you can't you, you can't really take them out in any sort of easy way. You will die most likely if you go up against them in any any sort of way if you're trying to be stealthy stealthy about, stealthy about it. If you're non let's say nonviolent about it, not even stealthy about it to, to try to not kill anybody. Um but I love the the just the amount of options that, that you have and the feeling you get when you kind of figure something out or do something in a way that you didn't expect or you don't think the game even expected you to do it, it's it's a cool thing it's a cool thing um really really enjoyed it it's definitely going to be um in the discussion for me for uh, top 10 of of the year hmm. i've never played a deus ex game neither had i and i'm going to tell everybody if you have not played one you should play this very cool yeah and you can the cool thing about it is the beginning of the game it'll go like hey did you play deus ex um human revolution no here's a 12 minute video that will tell you everything that happened oh that's yeah. awesome yeah yes. it, it's i mean i got the gist <laughs> at a certain point i was like okay i got it <laughs> i got the basic gist of what's going on here you could stop this at any time you got it on pc i got it on pc and i got it on ps4 and it runs fine yeah i heard it runs good i heard it's a good good ps4 game i had one really good glitch though oh really and then we can move on um i was trying to like I love the game for exploring. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to like jump into this building and I fall off the building and I fell off the building into the train station where the guard was like, give me your papers. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was nowhere near the train station. Oh wow. I was on the other side of the map and I just like jumped off the building and all of a sudden I landed in the train station. Guys like papers. I was like, what? <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> do, you, do you realize? I, and I didn't realize this until I was probably 20 hours into the game. I'd be like, how come they stop me sometimes and other times they don't stop me? Coming out of the train station. Why do they? So 
there's two exits and entrances in the train station. Yeah. One that's for Augs, with the augmented people, and one that's for hu- for regular humans. And if you try to exit out the human exit, they'll check your like registration papers. Uh, but if you exit out the Aug way, um, they don't they never check you. There's also two entrances and exits of the trains. Yes. So if you sit on the human side, yeah. people will like look at you with like freak out. They'll yeah. look at, like look at you like upsetly and like hug their loved ones, and when you get yeah. off, somebody will yell at you. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a great game. Um, if you if you love, uh, if you if you like Dishonored, it's probably a good game to play for yes. sure because it has it make it's actually made me want to go back and finish playing Dishonored because that I got this very similar vibes from both, and I love that game so much. Um, but also, I think if you like if you like big open world games, I think there's something here for you because even though it doesn't have a big open world, it has some of those elements to it. Stealth. If you like stealth. If you like stealth, yeah. Dishonored, yeah. Like, yeah. Action's it, it, good too. The action is good too. Yeah. Also, I upgraded my, my legs. You, know, you upgrade your <laughs> legs so you can jump higher. It was awesome because I got like all these cool, because there's windows you can't get to. Oh, I'm like finding things to stand on and yeah. then jumping and then jumping again and jumping again. It's like, cool, I'm in this thing. I went to one building where I got like someone tried to poison me. It was a trap. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Sounds like a very weird game. It is a weird game for sure. Um, interesting though, and I, I like the world and the idea of the story. They don't execute all the stuff that they're trying to execute on, though. Um, like I said, that'll probably be on my, my game of the year uh, discussions for sure, at least in the top ten. Good segue. Good, yeah. Um, let's keep pointing out the segues because it could it could have been a good segue. Now it's a bad segue. <laughs> you could have just kept rolling. No. Um, <laughs> So I mean, we're just going to rattle off real quickly some games that we want to make sure people are playing that uh, you know that we don't forget about. Um, Deus Ex is one for me. Uh, Doom, if you haven't played it, Doom is definitely one. Um, obviously, The Witness that's that's an obvious one for me. Uh, Abzu, I think Steve and I both agree uh, on that one. Uh, Firewatch, Firewatch for sure. Uh, Assemblance is a game that I think people should play. It's definitely not a, a number one game, but it's definitely sort of in my top ten. It's like t- ten bucks on PSN. Uh, cool sort of. Uh, mysterious adventure type game pac-man championship edition 2 i've heard not good things about pac-man championship edition 2 it's different but it's still it's still fun all right pac-man down here um uh super hot i got the yeah. is a really cool game people should play that game really really fun and uh hitman hitman definitely play i'm gonna hitman. play hitman before the end of the year <laughs> hitman is so good so good uh what about you justin Overwatch, you know, tops my list. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys nailed all the good ones. Um, do we have a list? Oh, I have a list. Hang on. <laughs> Steve, what about you? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'll just read them off real quick. Yeah, yeah. I have The Witness, Firewatch, Superhot, mm. Ratchet and Clank, Dark Souls 3, Uncharted 4, Doom, Overwatch, Hitman, Inside, Abzu, Bound, Stardew Valley, uh, and that's it. All right. Those are good ones. I think that's all of the video games. I forgot about Stardew Valley, which is a great game. Yes, it is. It came out in February, so I've kind of forgotten about it, but it is awesome. Good times. I think it's out on Xbox One now. Yes, it is. So open it for people to play. (laughs) The voice. Yeah. For now. Because I couldn't remember if it was, but I'm pretty sure it is at this point. So it's super hot, by the way. Uh, I don't know if either either of those games are coming to PS4, but they're very good. And pretty much any PC, you can probably run either of those games on um mm. definitely starting valley you can run at anything you know what i think sucks is that mirror's edge is not on this list yeah because that game is not very good that game oh god a game was such a disappointment that was one of my like i talked about last time one of those like oh f- mysterious person who 
somehow buys Xbox games and I get to play them. Yeah. Um, bought Mirror's Edge. Yeah, well, you're lucky. I actually paid for that game. <laughs> so I played like two hours of it. Because like, let me play it. This was, uh, I, and this was even after you had said like, oh, I don't really like it. And I was like, let me just see what it's like. And I was like, this game is very bland. That's kind of what I came away with. Everybody you talk to in that game is a douchebag. <laughs> They're all idiots. And they all, like, I don't understand. You, I'm, I ran past you at the beginning of the game, the very damn beginning of the game. You were right outside of like the main hub, right? Mm-hmm. And you asked me to do something for you, and I told you that I couldn't do it. And then here we are, like nine hours later, you're still standing there bitching at me about this task that you want me to do. You could have done it yourself uh, like a hundred times over by mm-hmm. now, you stupid. And they're just, they're always so smug. It was, you know, oh, you know, so-and-so likes you, but you haven't been around, and I've been a better runner than you, and blah, 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 and fuck you. <laughs> I, that, oh, man, that game pissed me off. I really wanted it to be a straight-up sequel, and it's not. That guy, uh, I know you're talking about that really douchey guy, right? Who's like the guy who's yeah. like, yeah, you got him in trouble. You gotta, yeah, you got to try, man. You got to hear you, uh, you've been away for a while. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy is a douche. Yeah. Any thought of any more, Justin? I mean, Steve nailed all the big ones. Okay, cool. All right, so, yeah, I can't. I was looking at my list of games that I had played because I'm keeping a running list. And uh, um, really quick to the other stuff, uh, check out Pac-Man Pop on your uh, your phones. Pac-Man Pop. Pac-Man Pop is great. Um, Pac-Man Pop is uh, bust a move Pac-Man style with a bunch of different rules. Cool. And it's very Pac-Man and it's very cool. It's very addicting. I, I'm at level 70 hmm. on the map and uh, really, really neat. Uh, solid Pac-Man game in the bust-a-move style of pop and bubbles. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, these are these are very borderline games for me, but uh, Headlander was really, really good. Really good Metroidvania style mm-hmm. uh, game right there. And um, there's something... Oh, speaking of phone games, Deus Ex Go oh. on the phone is awesome. And if you beat it, you get two practice points. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> It's, it's a lot of fun and it looks really good too. I gotta get my hands on Deus Ex. Good game. It is really good. I gotta get Hitman. It's really a couple things. Yeah. I gotta figure it out. Good year for uh, Squeenix. Yeah. East. Uh, Squeenix West. I mean, um, yeah, good year for them for sure. All right. So that's stuff that, that's been out. Let's, let's run over. Uh, so this is stuff that we're looking forward to for the rest of the year? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I think I'm gonna run. I'll, I have a list here of, I think, everything. And I'm gonna, gonna run down everything quickly and then stuff pops up we'll, okay. we'll kind of like dive into it um okay i gotta get off my get off the morning stars and get over back <laughs> over here uh <laughs> so yeah so starting with uh september 27th okay. uh, which is this next week coming up next tuesday uh we got uh, fifa 17 uh xcom 2 comes out for ps4 and xbox one came out earlier in the year on pc uh <laughs> at the time they're like there's not gonna be a console version there's a console version of course there's a console version uh forza horizon 3 is that we talked about that already looking forward to that very much so uh the dead rising 2 hd comes out um i guess separately it's on this list i thought thought it was out already maybe the the pack's out and they're not they don't have it for separate oh like they're gonna sell them a la carte yeah like 20 bucks each i think i was very much thinking of getting that just to replay dead rising one yeah they have a Dead Rising 1 HD is coming to... The... They have all three. Yeah, yeah. You can buy the all three right now. Oh. Um, it's Dead Rising, Dead Rising, Dead Rising 2, 2, and then Dead Rising... Off the record. Off the record. Dead Rising 2 off the record, which Yo. Frank West... Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I, I really thought about playing that because I, I watched a couple of streams and I was like, I'm in the mood for Dead Rising, kind of. The first <laughs> one is so good. Yeah, the first one's really good. And I was like, I think I want to <sighs> go back to it. There's a lot of really great articles right now on like, looking back, like mm-hmm. this game came out like 10 years ago and it was like a big game changer. And like, here's why. Yeah. The, that, that and also the... Um, the Bioshock collection that came out. I bought that. I know you did. Th- those are like, uh, the, that's a good thing about having a PC. I don't have to buy it, but they're all f- f- fucked up on PC right now. So, uh, but uh, those are definitely like after the new year, like I have some space to play games, games for me. Yeah. Since they're older games. Uh, new Lego Dimension stuff is coming out apparently next week. Uh, and then Darkest Dungeon is making its way to PS4 and, and Vita, which I'm interested in playing. Uh, it's been on early access for a while, and then it was out officially came out on PC earlier this year. It's like a dungeon crawler, yeah. Um, and it has like a, I think it's turn-based combat, it's and has like a, a lot of psychological status effects, so people can be going insane or whatever. Yeah. It's supposed to be very tough, but it looks very cool. Um, September 30th, Steve will be very excited. Yokai Watch Two, Bony Spirits. Hell out. yeah. <laughs> oh my god i've put 67 hours into the first one so you got second one coming up which is it's so funny because i think it's already been out in japan for two years yeah i watched two uh or at least a year so the second one comes out here um on the 30th and then october 4th uh warhammer end times of vermin tide which i think is actually like an action game uh it's not a it's not a uh strategy game um I, I think they did a quick look of it on giant bomb a couple months ago um october 7th paper mario color splash is coming out for the wii u which i'm sort of interested in i like paper mario games i haven't played a paper mario game in eons probably yeah. for the gamecube was the last one i played that's a good one seven year door i think that's what that, that one's yeah. called i played super paper mario on wii and it was really really good hmm. uh, that's the last one i played i think that was the last console one they put yeah, out i think so was that was that one uh mafia 3 yeah is out as well um which i'm interested in but i have like guarded interest in same because it seems like one of those games where i'm like okay this seems cool but i'll play it for five hours and then be like okay i get it and yeah. then move on from it you know what i mean but, i've only heard really good things yeah. about it me too me too but the size of the world that they've made yeah. seems daunting. The, the thing, the, the sense I get of it is just like we talked about big arguments we had about like GTA or like Saints Row type of thing where the idea of them always interests me a lot, but the actual like putting the t- that much time into that world doesn't, doesn't interest me too much. Are you excited about it, Steve? I am. I like the setting. The setting is awesome. Yeah, that's that's what I'm interested in it for. Um, listening to the Giant Bombcast, they've mm-hmm. talked about it multiple times, and every time that they bring it up, I'm I become more interested. Yeah, the, the it's like New or- it's like fake New Orleans. Yeah. in like the '60s. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's sister location, on <laughs> PC. The Five Nights at Freddy's I like games. The title. October 10th is a uh, 100 foot robot golf, which is not a PSVR game only. It's also for PS4. But October 9th. October 10th, that's when the PSVR comes out 13th. as well. 13th is when the PSVR comes out. Okay. Um, I'm interested in that game because it looks like a lot of fun. I love silly sports games for one thing. B, the McElroys are doing the commentary on it. And I'm like falling deep in love with the, the McElroys. Oh, that's cool. The McElroys do, uh, they're Polygon guys. Justin and uh, Griffin McElroy are Polygon guys. They do uh, some of their mm-hmm. podcasts there. They write for them. They do their Monster Factory videos, which are awesome. Um, but they also host, uh, they have a ton of podcasts they do. They do one called My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is like the three brothers doing an advice show, <laughs> a comedy advice show. And they also do a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called The Adventure Zone. Oh. Um, and they're doing the commentary for th- this game, which I'm interested in. Uh, October 11th, though, I'm very excited because Gears of War 4 is coming out. Yes. And I'm in like a really good place 
to want to play a Gears of War game. I just I fe- I feel like I'm ready. It's time. I watched the latest trailer and I was just I wasn't like taken by. It. I'm going to play it because I played all the Gears of War games. But like I don't know, just something about it's not really doing it for me. Really, but I'm gonna get I'm gonna play it anyway. I haven't been watching the trailers. It's just like I'm I I'm I, ready to play that game again. You know. I'm sure it's gonna be great. They yeah. all are. I saw that little snippet of like it was at one of those shows. Yeah. And that's the last that I've seen of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I'm in the same place where I, I'm like totally down for a Gears game, whatever it ends up being. I'm I'm down for the the uh, chest high walls. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play Judgment. Um, that was the one I didn't. So play. the last one I played was three, um, and mm-hmm. I loved three to death. Yeah, I didn't play Judgment either. So I'm super pumped for this. We got to get some Horde mode going on. Yeah, when it comes out for sure. I'm gonna need the, to get I hear live the Horde again. Mode is really good. I'm sure the Horde mode is awesome. I haven't had live since uh, the hell's that game? Um, the one where you're flying around. Sunset Overdrive. Uh, okay. Uh, God, I want to play Sunset Overdrive again. Dragon Quest Builders comes out, which is like a Dragon Quest Minecraft type of game. I heard very good things about it. All the, the news coming out of the trade shows has been very good. WWE 2K17. So we got our game of the year right there. Um, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five: The Definitive Experience is out on PS4, Xbox One. And, uh, I don't know what that has in it that... The other one didn't. Uh, it incru- includes Ground Zeroes. Oh, it includes Ground Zeroes. Okay. That's a cool. I mean, I haven't played those those games. It's a good package. Um, though Ground Zeroes has been free everywhere. 13 different times. 13 different times. So if you don't have it yet, that's interesting. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, for PS4 is coming out. Hey. Justin can finally get to play it. Um, so good. There's also new DLC coming out. Blood Ties, Lara's Nightmare coming out for PC and Xbox One. I was super disappointed with the first round of DLC for that game. Baba, Baba Yago yep. one? I didn't play that. It looks good, too. It wasn't. That's a shame. That game is fantastic, though. Yes. So anybody who hasn't played it doesn't have an Xbox One or for some reason wouldn't play it on Xbox One, uh, now's a good time to play it. You know, <laughs> you know how much I like that game. You know yeah. how much I love Tomb yeah. Raider. There was something about that. I, I don't like games where... They give you a task, and you uh, you have to remain quiet because these like Wendigo things are around, mm-hmm. and they if they hear you, they know where you are. Otherwise, they're blind, right? So you could be as quiet as a mouse and as stealthy as all get out. Because I like to stealth around. I don't want to cause a ruckus and kill everybody. It was as almost as if there were some kind of unknown timer that I know, and this happened several times. It wasn't just once or twice. Several times where. I know I didn't do anything to alert anybody, and it was like they just decided to throw them all on me. And once the, once that's activated, and once they start coming after you, there is almost no way of getting out of it. And I just I couldn't even play the DLC because it kept happening. Gotcha. It was really annoying. That sucks. Yes. Um, Love the main game though. Yeah, the main game is amazing. Uh, Duke Nukem 3D 30th Anniversary World Tour is out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, okay. It's Duke Nukem 3D uh, HD. So if you, I, I, I don't have any attachment to those games because I didn't play them back when they came out. I but, played them. But a lot of people love them. So that's out. Uh, October 13th is the launch of the PlayStation VR. Yep, yep. Uh, Batman Arkham VR is out. PlayStation VR World, Battlezone, Harmonics Music VR, Hustle Kings, Res Infinite, and Shadow... Oh, sorry, War 2, sorry. Is, that, is not a PS4 VR game. And Super Hypercube. Super Hypercube, yes. That game looks dope. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah, so, and then Shadow Warrior 2 is also out that day on PC. Anybody else getting it? The PSVR? Yep. I still have my pre-order. It's going to really come down to, like, the couple days before, whether or not I canceled mine a while ago. Really? I just get sick every time. I'm going to borrow one from either Eric or Bob after, like, a month of them using it, and then I'll, you know, I'd like to be able to use it in, like, 
a relaxed environment for a change and not with like 48 people watching me in a very hot yeah. you know, show is, floor. I don't want to get too off the, no, off the okay, whatever, but like, what do we know what the pricing structure is going to be for some of these games? Because I saw over, like all nine, over the place. It's all over the yeah, place. Yeah, like 1999 for the Batman VR. Uh, and then Riggs, which is that uh, kind of mech combat sports title, mm-hmm. which looks really, really cool. If it plays as cool as it looks, it does. All right. Well, that's awesome. Um, that's 60. Yeah. It's good. It's all over the place. Okay. I, I, yeah. I don't. Uh, Riggs is the one that, like, get, like, I had to take it off immediately because it was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Have you, let me ask you this Have you played the Vive? No. I've only played uh, the Oculus and the PSVR. Shit. All right, because I really I I know that they have there are two units of the PlayStation VR that are set up in Patchogue in the GameStops uh, where you can demo it and try it. And there's like something like twenty seven demos on the disc. Yeah, well, there is a demo disc coming out. Yeah, with with the thing, it's shipping with the hardware, so you're gonna have something to put in there yeah. and play yeah. when it happens. Res Infinite though on launch, that's oh, man, that's it's insane. Cool. That rigs game, if you can handle if you can handle VR, is dope. Um, I'm so excited for Res. Red. October 16th, Skylanders Imaginators is coming yes. out. It's a new Skylanders game. For, More toys. For everything. PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and Wii U. On October 18th, we've got Batman Return to Arkham, which is the first two games. The H- Arkham Deified, yeah. Ar- Arkham, Arkhamified, I was going to say. <laughs> HDified. Uh, Lego Harry Potter Collection comes out that day. So they're re-releasing all the Lego Harry Potter games in HD. Um, all right. And uh, Rock Band Rivals, which is the expansion for Rock Band, comes out as well. I heard good things about that as well. But uh, Xbox One and PS4 for that. Uh, October 21st, Battlefield 1 is out. I know Justin is excited about that yeah. one. Uh, and Sid Meier's Civilization Six is also out. Only for PC. It's funny. I went through the list. You have so many more games <laughs> on here. I took note of like... Eight. I'm looking at the actual list of all the games that are coming out. Yeah, I, I'm looking. I'm, I'm running down that list. Yeah, as well. yeah, I think you're looking at a more comprehensive list yeah. than I went on the the Game Informer mm. list, and it's just that like almost like a telephone book of games yeah. coming out. Kotaku put out a list today that was like all the big games coming out the rest of 2016. I was like, well, this is a conveniently timed article for my purposes. <laughs> <laughs> they heard. Listen um, to the show. I'm I'm into the idea of uh, playing Battlefield One after your your. It's fun. Who about it? Um, yeah. Though it's only, it's one of those games where times where I wish that there was still an easy way to rent video games because it's not. I I know it's not a game that I want to buy and own. You red know? I just want to play the campaign. I got yeah. Hopefully that there's a, a it's in stock in a red box. Eventually it will be. It um, and I really like the Civilization games, but I can't get it because I'll end up playing it for. <laughs> The rest of the year. The rest of the year. Uh, and the Dark Souls 3 DLC, Ashes of Arendelle, comes out as well um, mm. on that date. October 27th, Just Dance 2017, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, World of Final Fantasy, and Harvest Moon Sky Tree Village all come out. Um, World of Final Fantasy got some good uh, good notices from TGS. So that was very funny, actually. It's like that, that's like that like chibi Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. game hmm. uh, that like kind of retells like stories from all the other games and apparently it, it, it does so in a very funny way interesting yeah uh october 28th is titanfall 2 which uh excited to play that as well i'm excited to play the single player campaign yeah, me too although i will jump into multiplayer and mess around with it for a little while at least uh and the elder scrolls 5 skyrim special edition is coming out that day as well which is for pc ps4 and xbox one so that will include uh all the dlc um and on xbox one 
also mods and it's an updated version of the game as far as like the graphics go i'm not sure what that's gonna mean for the pc version of the game because the pc version i can't imagine it's gonna look better than the pc version of the game looks so i don't know uh november 1st shantae half genie hero uh pc ps4 xbox one wii u and vita it's a 2D platformer. November 4th, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. I am really excited about that game now. We're in the shooter rush at this point. I am like super pumped to play that campaign. That campaign looks like a lot of fun. It looks cool. I do want to play it. I like. I, I always have some form of enjoyment with all the Call of Duty campaigns. During the PS4 Pro reveal, they showed a, like, a level where you're like going to an asteroid that's like mm-hmm. close to the sun. And you can't be out in the sun because you'll melt. And I was like, okay, none of this stuff exists in Call of Duty games before, so that seems cool. Mm. Uh, Mario Party Star Rush is also out on 3DS a Mario Party game for the 3DS uh, November 7th more LEGO Dimensions November 10th the Playstation 4 Pro comes out uh, November 11th an NES Mini comes out that little oh little, right, little that's right. I forgot about that um, that's cool and also Dishonored 2 comes out on that day so that's a game I'll definitely be checking out for sure that looked like that looked pretty cool I'm um, gonna attempt to finish the first Dishonored before then but I don't know if that's gonna happen you gotta do it you kinda gotta do it it's not that long it. right no it's at most like 10-11 hours I can, I can find 10 or 11 hours. I put, I put up a poll about what I should play next, and most people voted for The Witcher. So I feel like I should play The Witcher. But... You should play The Witcher, but I mean, if you're going <laughs> to play Dishonored 2, see that thing through to the end. Play, yeah. Finish the first one. Yeah. Uh, November 15th, uh, Watch Dogs 2. Another, another, like, much like Mafia, a game where I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to play Watch Dogs. I mean, I'll, I'll look at it when it comes out, but I just... I have to pick and choose open world games. Yeah, totally. Though it's better than last year. Because last year, I feel like every game that came out, it was like, oh, this game's 150 hours long. <laughs> and it's a giant open world. So at least it's better than last year. Uh, a game called Road Rage is coming out on November 15th for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, so is Assassin's Creed, the Ezio Collection, uh, which is a remasters of the three Ezio games. Hey. Two, yes. Two, a Brotherhood and Revelations. Uh, November 18th, Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon. Yep. For the 3DS and Killing Floor 2 for PC and PS4. November 29th, Final Fantasy 15 comes yes, out sir. from Square Enix. Uh, interested. I'm very interested in Final Fantasy uh, 15. See what the reviews are like. Because uh, it's a game I'm very much on the fence about. Uh, the stuff I've seen looks interesting. But I haven't really got into a Final Fantasy game in a long time. So I'm, I'm not sure. This looks... I, I do want to check this one out. It looks ridiculously epic in like Final Fantasy has always been about scale and, and throwing, you know, giant cutscenes and, and just giant beasts and whatever your way. And it looks like some of the set pieces in this are just bananas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the enemy types and, and enemy designs look really cool. The art style to it is, is quite different from stuff that they've done in the past. And uh, again, just, just like, we were talking about gears. I think I haven't played one really probably since 10. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I might very well be in that place where I can do a final fantasy and cool. sink, sink my teeth into it. Uh, yeah. 10 really the last one that I, I went whole hog on. That was a good one. I think it's a lot of people for a lot of people. That's, that's the last one. Yeah. Um, so then December. Oh, and also star Trek bridge crew VR comes out. I know I'll be getting that whether whether I want it or not. I know Bronwyn will want that for the VR for sure. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what that thing is. I heard good things about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Me too. It seems like a cool thing. Uh, December 1st, Siberia, a PC adventure game comes out. December 2nd, Gravity Rush 2 for the PS4. Yeah. Gravity Rush comes was fun. Down. I didn't play Gravity Rush, so I don't know. I know there's a 
PS4 remaster of it out right now. It's real good. Yeah, I, I've heard it's it's very good. Uh, Steep also comes out on December second. That uh, that Ubisoft Extreme Sports game uh, for everything and Super Mario Maker 3DS also comes out um, on December second. Mm. December sixth, uh, which is the last day uh, that I have any major releases for. Uh, the Last Guardian, uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew comes out for PS4 VR on that day, and Dead Rising Four comes out on December sixth. All on the same day? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Uh, do you have anything else, Justin? No, that no. was it. So, yeah, those are the games that are, that are coming out. Um, uh, I think we kind of highlighted a lot of the ones that, that, we, that we're looking forward to. Um, I, I'm very curious about what The Last Guardian is going to end up being. It's going to be amazing. We'll see. It's going to be amazing. It's going to blow your mind, man. <laughs> it's going to you, blow your mind and break your heart. Seven years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, that and Dead Rising Four come out on the same day, which is it's just pretty, uh, just pretty crazy. They better not do me wrong with that game, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be so upset. Um, but yeah, so that that's uh, we still got a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, a ton of stuff of the year. A couple big open world games, a couple really big shooters, a couple cool, you know, kind of smaller games. But and I'm, and this is not this is not counting the stuff that's gonna end up being out on, you know, uh, PS4 on the PlayStation network or the Xbox store or littler games that show up on steam that end up breaking bigger. Um, so there might be more stuff that, that makes it way out. I just started playing a, an FMV game on, on steam called, oh, yeah? called the bunker. Uh, it said fans of her story should play this game. So I downloaded it. So we'll see how that, that goes. But uh, yeah, it's a good, good year so far. I mean, it's been a great, it's been a great year. It's been a great year. I mean, I, I could sit down and probably make a top 10 list right now and be comfortable with it and feel good about it. So the fact that we have a couple months left in the year for stuff to come out, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty mm-hmm. cool thing. Um, I'm sure we'll have some lively debates as we uh, <laughs> end in Game of the Year time. I think our top 10 is going to be pretty much solid. I, I, I think there's been enough like standout games where we could probably nail down a, like a top eight very easily. Oh, yeah, I'm, sure it's the I'm, ordering. Sure I'm sure it'll go very smooth. I'm sure the ordering is going to be where I'm we sure get tripped up. Very, I'm sure there are no games that are going to come out in the next couple of months that one of us is going to love and all the rest are, and some of the others are going to be ambivalent about that, that's going to start oh, fights. I can't wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I think that's going to do it for... Uh, Talking Games Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, it's at Talking underscore Games on Twitter and games at TalkingComicBooks.com is the email address. I'm at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. Steve? I'm at Dead underscore Anchorus. Justin? At Jerok, J-R-O-K. And uh, Jackie is at Jackie Turner. C-Q-U-I. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the Talking Games Podcast for this week. We'll see you next time. <laughs>